1: Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's Buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it.
0: Aaron oh! Harris! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief!
1: We did it. We beat those British We pastors. beat the British. Second, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people!
0: Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson, twenty,
1: 10, five touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush.
2: Hello everybody, happy Monday to you, December 5th, 2022, you're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Edge Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, a new week, the same jabronis, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen, hope everybody's having a great start, and had a good weekend, for that matter, it always goes by too quick, it goes by too quick, but Friday always seems like it was a month away, like getting back into the the office it's just gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna be fun but that's all right that's what you got to do get closer to the weekend and more holidays more time off so we're getting there everybody Rosh, how are you this morning
1: i am uh burning the candle at both ends if you will uh whoo man it, it we're, we're powering through though powering through lots of caffeine lots of coffee um, but we're, we're, we're plugging and chugging away. Lots to get to today, tomorrow, and the next day, and yesterday, and the day before. Exciting times.
2: Yeah, really, really jam-packed show today. Uh, we could spend a lot of time talking about a lot of different things, and we'll try to get to all of it. The best way to get in touch with the show is the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And remember to become a Refreshing Rewards member at Thornton's. A lot of good deals, goodies, Half off, buy one get ones, whatever it may be. Thornton's will
1: will hook you up
2: around the holiday season. Our producer is Justin Kalen. Scoots, how are you?
0: Um, I'm here. I'm here. I'm pretty tired. I didn't really get a weekend. I worked a lot this weekend. I didn't get to watch a lot of sports. Um, so I'm I'm good, but it, I could be a lot better.
1: Oh, well, sorry to hear that. I'm here. We'll cheer you up this morning, Scoots. Thanks, TJ. How are you? Since nobody ever asks. I'm doing
2: good. It was a fun fun weekend. Uh, It's just almost like you can set your watch to it. But uh, last night, woke up with poor... It's just like the saddest thing in the world. Poor baby had thrown up in her crib. And just like, oh, it's so sad. They're just... They're so... They look so sad and they're so helpless. And you just go, you pick them up. You you give them the good old-fashioned 6 a.m. bath. So... dealt with that it's like she's just kind of on and off been sick for a long time now and I I know I understand that that's that's kids but uh it I just you just want her to you just want her to feel better but the thing is she like acts normal probably you know she doesn't act sick she didn't act sick yesterday so not really sure what's up with her but uh I'll, I'll stay home with her today and and make sure that she's feeling all good and we don't pass whatever else is going around to other kids at the daycare. So, got that going on. But besides that, great weekend. Really exciting sports Sunday yesterday. Uh, just an exciting sports weekend all together with the World Cup and then, obviously, basketball and all that stuff. So, uh, it was a good weekend.
1: Yeah. I, it did, it, I I had a very negative or pessimistic feeling all weekend, though. And I think it was just because the U.S., got off to such an awful start because like hit hit that goal in the first two minutes everything changes instead it was just oh, it it's like pulling teeth just trying to get a freaking shot off that game oh man yeah, it was frustrating uh, the loss to the netherlands they just
2: obviously were the better team and that showed pretty early on in that match but you're right, some missed opportunities didn't help things. And then when they made it one two, it was like, All right, sweet, you know, it, it probably not gonna work out great for the Americans, but you got what, twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes, however long it is, find another goal, and at least it's gonna be really exciting. Like we're mm-hmm. gonna be pins and needles wait for and then it was just like you blinked and Netherlands scored again. I was like, Oh, well, that'll that'll go ahead and, and do that. So it's not like not like we really got our hearts terribly broken just because we kind of could see what was coming, unfortunately. But that ends the United States World Cup run in the round of 16, where it seemingly usually ends. And uh, now we just wait for those those guys, the Americans, to grow up a little bit. And in 2026, I should probably be a top 10 team nationally and a, a team that you would expect to to get out of the round of 16 or who knows what the, the exact format's going to look like in 2026 when they add – an additional 16 teams to make it 48, but had some other good World Cup action as the as the day went or as the weekend went on. And we get more of it today as they finish up the round of 16 before they get to the quarterfinals. So, yeah, the Americans fell short, and now scoots German and Americans are gone.
0: Yeah, not ideal, but uh, pretty much effectively ended my World Cup.
2: Well, at least uh, had, the Hoosiers didn't let you down this weekend.
0: <sighs> Jeez, old Pete. What a rough, what a rough weekend for me. But the good thing is, is I didn't get to watch a whole lot of it. When, when I did watch, when I stopped watching, Indiana was up two. And then I got in my car, I turned it on on the radio, and next thing I know, we Rutgers goes on a seventeen nothing run. For whatever reason, we cannot beat Rutgers at Rutgers, and it really ticks me off.
2: Well, unfortunately. Uh, it's such a terrible loss. You're gonna have to fire the head coach. Is the fan base just really, really mad? Everything's terrible.
0: No, no, all's I'm good. good. No, all's good. It
2: yeah. Seems pretty normal in that regard. Yeah, because it's not. It's not worth just absolutely crying and wetting your pants because your team lost one college basketball game. So good, good, good to hear. Uh, yeah, that was a bad loss, but guess what? College basketball, it it happens. You you lose from time to time, especially away from your your home arena and the cats. Did not lose. They played Michigan in London. I think we'll probably start off talking uh, about that game just because it's going to be a jam-packed show. We can't really do our normal filler to get things kicked off. But uh, 1 o'clock right up against the NFL slate. U L basketball also tipped off at 1 o'clock. So it was a, a busy TV day at, at the local bars and the pubs or in your basement even. Uh, Roush, what would you think?
1: Cats get the win. Um, I, uh, admittedly, like, I, I, I'm, I'm, my brain is kind of in a pretzel here. Um, not, not with just the win in general, but, um, you know, on social media, we share our, our thoughts about the game. And my, my biggest thought is just like some of the shots that we take at the end of the shot clock are bad. Uh, but even before the game, when I was tweeting out kind of nervous, like, I, I just had a bad, I, there was, like, a feeling in my stomach, I was just nervous, It's like, oh, man, it's going up against a bunch of stuff, they haven't played well, like, if they lose this game, this could just be bad, I was, I was nervous, I was nervous about the game going in, and then, like, I've just been berated on the line, <laughs> so, and, uh, for being a basketball hater who hates severe Wheeler, and it honestly, it, I like, I don't think I'm a severe Wheeler hater, but I think the haters are making me more of a severe Wheeler hater. So it's just, I'm, I'm, in, a, I'm in a weird spot right now um, in dealing with just the, the online backlash to my takes on the basketball team, which I don't think are the strongest takes. Maybe during the middle of a nervous game, they're pretty strong, but I, I feel like I, I have strong takes, knee-jerk takes during every football and basketball game. Um, I, but I've just been. Um, I, I, apparently, I'm the hatingest hater that's ever hated.
2: Yeah, I mean, you. You're not. You're not overthinking that. That's that is what ha- is happening, uh, and that's that's what anybody does, especially in the context of sports, which isn't necessarily real life. Uh, we have fun with it, but like you have kind of drawn your line in the sand on Wheeler. I think, for the most part, throughout his career, you've been. Maybe a little hard, but certainly not unfair. Uh, that goes back to the debate from the other day on Twitter. It's like, Wheeler didn't play a great game. Who was
1: that against? Uh... Oh, Bellerman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Wheeler,
2: yeah. yeah, Wheeler didn't cut, yeah. play a great game. Uh, he wasn't like the absolute worst player on the floor, but he didn't play a great game. You mentioned some of the places where he struggled, and everybody just came after you. Not everybody, but a couple people came after you as a Wheeler hater. Um, it was like, wait a minute, he didn't play well, like you know, maybe, maybe, maybe Roush doesn't like the guy, but he didn't play well this game. He's not wrong to call him out for not playing well this game. I thought yesterday for Wheeler was just the epitome of his career at UK. Did some things where you thought, like, if not for this dude, boy, if we think this offense struggles now without Wheeler going and creating and doing a few things, holy smokes, it'd be like watching paint dry. And then there'd be other times where things were looking good, and then you'd say, Wheeler, what the hell? You just airballed a jump. Like, what the hell was that? You air a jump shot with 24 seconds left on the shot clock. What are you thinking? Like, those are the shots we don't need you taking. And then there'd be other times where he'd facilitate, find an open man, and the offense kind of looked like it was supposed to. So the point is, there were some good, there were some bad, and at the end of the day, you realize why he needs to be on the floor, but you also can understand that he – can be a liability at just the snap of the fingers. It's not like he could be having a really good game, and you don't have to worry about him doing something silly. Uh, he will. It doesn't. It, he could be having a bad game, and he could do something really, really nice. Uh, those can happen. Those things can happen with him as well. He's just he's a little bit of a shaky player. There's going to be some good. Yeah. There's going to be some bad, and you just have to cross your fingers and hope you get more of the former than the latter.
1: Yeah, and and also, I wasn't even tweeting out my most angry frustrations. But I also criticized Reeves and Frederick early on when Frederick was playing horrible, and then Reeves just lit it up. So it felt really good to just, like, be wrong on that absurdly uh, because uh, Kentucky needed Antonio Reeves to knock down some big threes. Uh, But, like, you know, and I I already said it once, but the Wheeler stuff, I, I wasn't even tweeting out my angriest feelings whenever he had that one spin move where he just, like, Got wide open, but was falling down and, like, threw up an air ball. Like, that was a horrific shot. Just a lot of – I just cannot stand Kentucky's offense late. Like, they had a lead. Then they start doing nothing for 20 seconds. And then here we go again. Wheeler at the top of the key. What's he going to do? And then there's this, like, argument. Well, well, he's the only one trying to do anything. It's like, well, he just has the ball in his hands with eight seconds to go in the shot clock. Maybe let's try to get some offense beforehand. And that's the – kind of what led to the game-winning play right tj they went to his own so you couldn't just stand around top and drives the basket he gets a shot block but in that the the defense resets they kind of scramble a little bit and in the midst of that scramble kentucky gets a ball reversal case and wallace wide open three bam game freaking awesome
2: yeah the, the, the entire game there was a lot of players that had a quote-unquote severe wheeler like game like Kaysen was not really great for the duration of the game. He would just go missing from time to time, and he was a little sloppy on defense and on offense from here here to there. But then when the game progressed, he started playing really well, and it was good to see him. Pretty much everybody but Oscar had some good moments yesterday or some Mm -hmm. some bad
1: moments. Even Hugo. Hugo had an awesome couple moments, but then Dickinson just kind of went right at him, you know?
2: We'll talk. We'll talk about you go as as the as, as we progress discussing this game. But for Wheeler and you know, I, I saw a ton of people giving him crap for that spin move shot. I didn't really have. It was ugly, no doubt about that. But I didn't really have an issue with it because it wasn't too unsimilar to the to his desperation three that he made. And I don't think the idea, I don't think that's, you know, obviously those aren't the play calls. That's not what you're looking for out of an offense. But he did that spin move, made a nice move to create a little bit of space, and then obviously he was just falling down, which is not what anybody is – is looking for in a spot like that. But I, I think part of the game plan for UK, and I don't have an issue with this, I actually think it should be part of the game plan, is like, hey, just get a shot up. And and again, offensive rebounding is such a strength for this team. If you can just get a shot up, even if it does doesn't go in, we can... We can get a second chance, look at it. I think Wheeler, I think that, uh, not to make excuses for Wheeler, I think that's what he was thinking. I made this spin room. I got space. I'm falling down. So either it's going to be a travel or I'm going to have to pass it to somebody. And and maybe he was a little disoriented on where his teammates were, but he definitely knew where the rim was. So, hey, throw it up here. Maybe we'll get an offensive put back. But unfortunately, that didn't happen for him. But yeah, he just, he, he sometimes does some things that you feel like Kentucky wouldn't wouldn't be in a good spot without him and then there's other times where you worry about is he gonna maybe turn UK over out of the game or shoot UK out of the game and it can be frustrating but I, I ultimately fall on you got to have him out there until you see other people that deserve to take his minutes and I don't I mean it's not CJ it's not like you should go Kaysen yeah, Reeves DJ no. right now at least not yeah. with what we've seen and honestly I, I think Kaysen's while we all probably agree he's got the most potential on this team and maybe the highest ceiling on this team, he, he's too inconsistent right now, like to be able to run the show where you could put Reeves and CJ around him and tell him to just go go be the guy. And honestly, Kaysen's having his most success playing off the ball, weirdly enough, which I didn't necessarily expect. And I don't know if that's going to change as the season goes on. But right now he's doing his best work when he's he's playing basically a two-guard role. So I, I still think you gotta have Severe out there. We all just need to understand he's going to do some things that are going to make us scratch our head. But the hope is for maybe every one bad thing he does, he's doing two or three good things. Whether it's passing, whether it's his defense, whether it's making a, a few shots when when UK needs him, because he did he did he did hit some shots, uh, some important shots. Uh, Rosh, going back to what you mentioned, just the overall big outlook of the game late when the offense started to take the air out of the ball, which. They did too much of, disappointing yeah. from Calipari. He just cannot help himself late in games. But, I, but I'll say this, what can help him and what can help this team is
1: just make your freaking Make free some throws. damn free throws, it, yes. It, it, that it, was it, what I wanted to get to because Wheeler missed some of – he missed some, but, like, everybody missed their free throws. It was 50%. Like, make some free horrible. throws. That's horrible. It's horrible. And it costs you – CJ's missing from one-on-one. It's so like, come on. What
2: are we doing? They're, they free. They free it cost you against michigan state and oh boy if you know if Kaysen doesn't hit that big 3 maybe maybe it would have cost you against michigan as well had this game had a real michigan state feel to it and just i thought kentucky looked like the better team from pretty early on michigan in the first half was able to do some good things and kentucky was kind of figuring some stuff out but especially at least the second half kentucky looked like the better team controlled the game and again, if you just hit your free throws, you're really probably not sweating anything out. And instead, again, not that the game was necessarily ever really in doubt in the final minute or two minutes or anything like that. But Kentucky still had to hold on, make some big plays. And unfortunately, they weren't able to do that from the free throw line. So that's really disappointing. They've got to get better uh, being a, because it's good free throw shooters. That's the thing. It's not like you know if Lance Ware was up there you kind of just got to say yeah alright whatever he's not a good free throw shooter you got to you got to deal with that uh, but instead it's guys that you you trust should be making them and they are letting the moment get to them which should not happen so that's got to improve but if this was similar to the Michigan State game Roush if we're looking for any sort of positive this one they found a way to to pull out the Michigan State one in double overtime uh, they, they they could not find enough place to win. So if you're looking for a little bit of growth, a little bit of improvement, there you have it. But this was a big win. They they I mean, just the loss would have been colossal, so to not have to deal with that. You've beaten a halfway decent team. You found a way to close out a game. No, it was not perfect, and there was a lot of ugly moments in this game, but it's so much better to learn from those, talk about those. We talk about it in football from time to time. So much better to have these conversations yeah, and a yeah. win then the sky is falling, doom and gloom, losing, and the cats did not lose yesterday, so that's good.
1: Yeah, and it's mu- just for them to see it go, the ball go in, right? Like to 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 knock some shots down, um, to be able to see a game get close, and then have and hit a shot there. Like it's just very um, gratifying. For those guys, they needed it more than anything. I I will say, I don't, this Michigan team isn't great. Like this was a much needed win, but they, you know, uh, what will their NCAA tournament see? Uh, B, eight, seven, something like that. This reminded
2: me, I was going to bring this up. This reminded me of like a second round tournament win, whether, you know, UK was a two and you beat a seven or a 10, or you're one and you beat an eight or nine. Uh, so, or, you know, maybe even if you were a three, you, you, you beat a six potentially, but like, no, I don't think this Michigan team's a final four contender, but I do think they're a tournament team. And this kind of had a second round feel to it where, Hey, they play it hard, but you've got more talent and you just got to find a way to bury them. Yeah. Wasn't the easiest thing in the world, but they did. it. So I, I do agree with you from a, from a Michigan outlook standpoint.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Dickinson, I just I, like that. I think that was good just for the, the post guys. Because Oscar got frustrated with him. And I know that Dickinson flopped like a flopper. But, like, he had to. Oscar kept putting his hands up in his neck. Like, if you just fall down on the third time, they're going to call it foul. Oscar, we doing, dude. Like, you can't do that. Uh, He he showed some frustrations. Um, He got in foul trouble. And Kentucky had to live life without him for a little while. And I thought they held up fine. It could have been better. uh, But Dickinson did what, you know, any... Big man in America should do. I mean, he was second team all American last year for a reason. He was just like, all right, I'm gonna go at the 19 or the 18 year old, and you know what? He held his own for um, some of it. He used his length, and man, I I don't think it's like let's completely abandon Lance Ware because I do wonder about you go against the kind of Mississippi State bigs, if you will, right? Like the 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 big strong dudes down in the deep south are gonna push you around. But go at least showed me that he's like the the moment wasn't too big for him, and I'm glad Cal got him ready for this. Told him that like, hey, if you, if you're if Oscar gets in trouble, we're gonna need you, and didn't hesitate to throw him in there. Like he stepped up, he bought a couple shots, he hustled his ass off. Like that's that's really all you you want to see from a guy. And hell, he even uh, made a bucket or two. He's just a London boy. He's just a London boy.
2: Did you hear uh, that song?
1: Don't don't know the reference. I I, thought, I would have figured you'd watch the game. Did they? Did they? Was that? Played that going? song every
2: outro and basically every intro.
1: Oh yeah, it's I was just, flipping I in and physical. out. It sounded more a
2: like a Bohemian song, but all they just kept saying was "London boys."
1: So it's like an Island Boys thing?
2: Yeah, really well. It really, really, well really Really, really, well, the well, well, And they just talked about how there are a bunch of boys that live in London. And now, I, I don't know what else the song talked about, but boys in London, London boys. That was the <laughs> that was the song.
1: Uh, I I'm think the, the intro, but I'm all sure of the shots around it. London, they had a lot of shots around London. It's like, well, we paid this camera crew to go over there. We might as well get a ton of B-roll
2: oh yeah they, they for sure they did yeah you you wouldn't go one second without remembering that that game was in London uh and secondly the, the the crowd sounded much better on TV than I thought it was cool to hear go big blue chants they sounded loud for the folks that were there uh, I think you heard a one Michigan chant that that made the TV uh, it didn't look like obviously a packed house but it Maybe more people than you would have imagined with the England playing in the World Cup at the same time and two American college teams coming across the pond to play. I I don't know if I said it on the radio show on Friday or who I told this to. Maybe it would have been with some of my friends on Saturday. But I was was saying you're probably going to see a lot of Lance Ware on Sunday because Michigan's a big team. Oscar could or could not get in foul trouble. But even if he doesn't, you're just going to need some other big bodies down there. And then I kind of forgot that Lance was like slightly banged up, or at least UK said he was banged up. So as the game went on, I was like, "Oh, I'm an idiot. We're not going to see Lance because he's a little hurt." Like, look, they're they're giving Collins some significant minutes. Uh, oh my gosh, is that Hugo coming off the bench? Oh yeah. Then Lance must definitely be hurt if they're if they're putting him out there. No, Roush Cal is just grown a little bit. Like, hey, we know that. We need to kind of start giving these guys some clocks if they're going to grow and they're going to learn. And I actually thought the minutes that Collins provided were probably his best quality minutes that he's had all season. He looked active. He looked a little bit more aggressive. Uh, I don't think, you know, I, certainly not what he would consider his best game. He also shot like a 20-footer that that couldn't fall that I didn't think was the best shot in the world. Uh, but you got some valuable minutes out of Collins, and then I was just, like, thrilled to see them just roll the dice with you gonna uh, Yeah, Hunter Dickinson kind of took it to him, tried to muscle him a little bit. Hugo did some good things. What did we think, though, about late in the game, in crunch time, Cal reverted back to Lance Ware. And obviously he did this because he trusts Lance more. He probably told Lance, like, listen, play tough. And if you foul him, you foul him. But do not foul and give him an easy and one. Just play smart here. And I think they just ultimately trusted Lance more than they trusted the freshman, Hugo, in that spot late in the second half. What did you think of that, Roush? Uh, I hated it.
1: Yeah, I did too. Especially when Hugo had done well, and you want to reinforce that behavior, right? You want to reward him. I I, I didn't get it. It's not like Lance did anything that I was like, ah, get him out of there. But it it still was like, man, you – but you got to been playing well. W- why go away from that? You know? Yeah.
2: I, I mean, I got why they did it. They just trusted Lance more in that spot kind of in crunch time, but I don't, you, you know, what did, what, what have you seen from Lance this season to trust him more than you go that you saw earlier in the first half? Like, Hugo wasn't perfect, obviously, and Hunter Dickinson got the best of him, as you'd imagine, uh, an All-American versus a what should be senior is you. Know, you should expect Hunter to get the matchup, but he didn't dominate him. Like Hunter had to work for everything that he he got, yeah. and even got a block, you know, shot blocked and whatnot. So I understood why Cal did it. I just disagree with it, just because even with him being a freshman and maybe not being as I guess, efficient, um, he can block shots, he can alley-oop anything offensively, he's better. He's just a better offensive player than Lance already, just, despite the age difference. So I didn't agree with it, but I, I thought it was really cool to see those guys get minutes, especially Ugonna. And then, and then it was like, oh, Cal is a little scared, he's a little scared to go out there and, and trust his freshman. So, but, but regardless, I mean, it, it ended up in a win, but hopefully this means we'll see more. you got to just right. Uh, on a regular basis, good teams, bad teams. Uh, if you know that he can go in there and give you good minutes against Hunter Dickinson, he can do it against anybody. The,
1: uh, the plus minus can be deceptive at times. I think at Cal's mind, he was like, well, I don't want to put you gun in and just feed Dickinson the whole time. Just let him eat him up the whole, you know, well, I mean, um, that's what they do with Lance, you know, they put, yeah, they, wait, saw, I, they saw Lance on him. And they were like, okay, we'll go eat him up in two minutes. He had minus six. <laughs> recorded zero stats. Like you gonna could at least give you something. He could maybe force a turnover, right? With a block shot. He can
2: block a shot. And also if, if somebody leaves him offensively, he's gonna oop it. You know, he's gonna slam it in for an oop. Like he yep. he 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 creates more troubles for a defense and an opposing offense yep. than Lance Ware could if he played another six years of college basketball? And I'm not trying just, to be mean to Lance. He just is kind of what he is as a
1: player. You're a Lance H- wear hater, TJ. What the hell? What about Lance? Why are you such a hater? You got to hate everybody. But see, I see the, the. I see what you're doing there, and I
2: like it. I'm smiling, but <laughs> I'm saying this. I would say the difference probably is is that like Wheeler actually does do some good things. Well, where- and
1: Wheeler also plays 37 minutes, and Lance plays two. Maybe that's probably the part, uh, part you, of my frustration. Is you want like-
2: you want Lance to play 30 plus? It's just like
1: it's the, like, I'm kidding. I'm uh, kidding. I well, know, and you want Wheeler to play a little bit less, and maybe so. And and I just want him to have a hook in like instead of just the ultimate green light. And Cal even said after the game, he has the green light. And it's like, can can we not just like um the stuff that people used to complain about how Cal treated shooters, like I thought was a little bit unfair, but some of his quick hooks with some I just don't understand the the quick hooks with some and not with others. Maybe he believes his point guards. Should have the freedom to be able to do what they do, so they can be aggressive and create open shots, mm-hmm. which it. makes which makes sense. But like sometimes I'm just like, can you just sit him down for a second and tell him to take a chill pill? Well, and also mm-hmm. you could make a case maybe that if you just can give him
2: five minutes, six minutes, not consecutively, but throughout the course of forty minutes, he could just be a little bit more. Yes, he could be more polished. Could be a little bit, uh, could be a little bit fresher. Yeah not make as many mental mistakes I, I think there's probably something to that but yeah you, you nailed it Cal just wants his guards to be able to score because if you can't have a guard that can score then it's your, your whole offense is probably going to struggle a little bit and that's the thing is some people think Wheeler is not a reliable enough score thus hey the offense is having some struggles the offense is, is having some issues uh yeah I don't know uh, the 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 we, he, he, he is very polarizing. Uh, I'll say that. People always want to, to kind of bring him up. It's because he's normally in, in a lot of plays. And it just feels like the offense looks as smoothest and its best. Not when Oscar's the focal point offensively. And certainly right. not when Wheeler is like the create and go drive. It looks its best when it's just playing through everybody. And the yes. ball's moving around. And yes. somebody's going to get open. And somebody's yes. going to. That's what. And, and late in the game, Roush, like the final five minutes or so, it just. The, the ball movement ceased, and it went to dribble, 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 10 on the shot clock, let's initiate the offense. And usually you only had time for one or two passes before somebody had to scramble or Wheeler had to scramble. Uh, so you just got to move the ball around, and it's got to work through everybody. And that makes Oscar better. It makes Wheeler better. He can get a lot, a lot easier penetration layups when the defense is a little bit scrambled. But when they're packed in together, he doesn't have as many places to go. So
1: You know uh, who I actually think the offense looks best in is is when Jacob Toppins being aggressive, and he he hasn't shown the consistency. But when he's going at it, it, just feels like good things happen when he's playing aggressively and not being deterred by physicality. Because for some, he, he usually has a size advantage on whoever he's going against. So they collapse on him, and then that just leads to scramble drill on defense. And so I I, w- I want to see more of it. He led the team in scoring yesterday, 14 points. Him and Casey both had 14, but was minus 10 overall. So he's he's just I like I, there, there's something about Toppin that hasn't clicked yet this year. Want to see that happen over the next couple months? Because I think when he does, if he's clicking by SEC play, I think this offense that maybe maybe that's the key to getting them to figure it all out. Could be.
2: I, I thought that if Toppin had a big game. UK was probably going to win easily. If he struggled, it was probably going to be a close game. I think overall at the four position, though, I was happy with what you got. Uh, you could never really get anybody to reliably play, uh, but you saw a lot of good moments really from all of them. And even Toppin at, at a certain point kind of turned it on and started to, to play a little bit better. I, I liked, for the most part, most of the lineups that Calipari played, not all of them.
1: Yeah, there was there one was some that was that were, especially bad early on, where he put yeah. in. It was Livingston, Collins, Oscar, CJ, and Wheeler. It was yeah, it like,
2: was, that was that was horrible. Even Billis I mean, was like,
1: was oh. "Not much scoring out there." Nope, not <laughs> at all.
2: Yeah, I took a picture of like I think I forget who it was. Maybe it was when Hugo was shooting free throws, and it was like Livingston and Oscar or maybe Livingston and Collins. And I was just like, look at the, look, look at those three people. It, you couldn't see the guards because they were back in the frame. But it was like, right. why are those three people ever in a basketball game together at the same <laughs> time? Like, uh, I, yeah, I even had to take a picture of it. One bad thing Toppin did was late in the second half when he took that 18-footer and Oscar was just like sitting crisscross applesauce in the paint. Like, Nobody is, nobody's around me. I could build a house down here. Please throw me the ball, Jacob. Instead, he he bricked the 18-footer, and, uh, and Michigan went down and, and scored and, and made things a little tighter than it needed to be. So, still inconsistent play from your forwards minus Oscar, who obviously I consider a center, but this was, I think, a step in the right direction, Ralph. Yes, yes, it was yes, not yes, a perfect right. game, but they still found a way to win, and I think they grew a little bit. Uh, hopefully this road trip will be good for them. I thought the offense at times, like we mentioned, they looked a lot more fluent in, in their ball movement. Hopefully it will continue to grow. And then defensively, I think Michigan makes it a little easy on you to guard at times, but uh, they do have one of the better big mans in college basketball, and Kentucky still found a way to win. He, he had a good game, Hunter Dickinson did, uh, but the Cats still found a way to win. So I'm happy about it. Hopefully fans are uh, – it would have been a really long week had UK not won because now we're in yeah. kind of the camp cow mode, if you will, where UK goes to sort of a football schedule, one game a week. They've got Yale this Saturday. The following Saturday they have UCLA. And then I think it gets into conference play before the big U L game on December – 31st, New Year's Eve, which now has become a huge sports day for the Cats. We're going to take our first break. That was a long segment talking basketball. We're going to briefly switch gears, talk football, and then hour two, we can get to whatever you all want. Because we know where the Cats are playing. Their bowl matchup when we return here on
1: Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Rad. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Ah, The best freaking team in all the land. Woohoo! Oh.
2: Welcome back. Jam-packed Monday edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Justin Kalen, On your Monday chilly mornings, dress warm if you're heading out, and you can always warm up with some coffee at Thornton's or get yourself a delicious sweet treat or breakfast sandwich, whatever you're in the mood for. Thornton's will have it. And text on into the Thornton's text line, 502 414 1450 roush you want to dive right into football or is there any just fun, no fun here or there
1: let's dive right into football some of the fun here or there uh y'all gotta watch uh deon sanders speech to his colorado football team as soon as you get there or or what's what's left of him <laughs> of them i should say and he's like hey things are gonna be different it's not gonna be as bad as it was but you might not be here so Ready to get in the portal, <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm that was the whole Deion Sanders stuff was a little strange. We were led to believe a lot of jobs wanted him, but I don't know if that ended up being true. I wonder why he settled on Colorado.
1: Well, Colorado can recruit Texas, and he, in theory, could you know, the way he is, he could recruit theory everywhere, but especially in Texas, you can in Colorado. Pac 12 is pretty winnable without USC and UCLA in there. So maybe he sees an easy path as a Power Five head coach. Um, and like Boulder's just beautiful. So
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're going by places to like live, it would, uh, that would be up there, but you still need to recruit there. Nil is a big thing. So, you know, how I, I have no idea if Colorado's invested in Nil or not. Uh, but it, it, I think what, like 200 players supposedly reached out to him in the yeah. transfer portal since mm-hmm. he accepted the job so people are gonna want to go play with for him that's a great point maybe he's just wanting to like win in the pac-12 enough to where maybe one of like the really really big boys comes to call him
1: right right and the i, I just i love all the hot takes but like Deion sanders can you believe he told his guys to hit the portal as soon as he got there and it's like or i mean you you Coaches got to tell the players eventually, right? Like, would you rather him just say it straight up or, like, BS around the – beat around the bush with it? Or, like, do it in one-on-one meeting? So, I'm interested to follow it along. Uh, Coach Prime is always producing fireworks. So, um, it worked well at Jackson State. We'll see if it works well at Colorado. A lot of coaching carousel chaos. Um, a lot of chaos in general on Sunday. It was bowl selection Sunday. Oh, man. and. The playoff was about what the playoff, uh, what we expected it to be. If one of those team lo- uh, teams lost, and both of those teams lost, TCU and USC fell in their conference title games, open up the path for the Buckeyes to enter the college football playoff. Uh, TJ, I'm I'm just really ticked off that you somehow got your walk in the final minute of that damn Big Ten championship game. I should still have the the W. In uh, an advantage because I won my other two, but that that Jim Harbaugh can kiss my ass.
2: Yeah, I think it, you're still going to win, but I do think I'll finish with a better record. Uh But that's unfortunately not not the game. Yeah, I, like I, first off, I love just riling people up about college football playoff selection takes. Oh, uh, I mean, it's just guaranteed to just They're get so somebody, sensitive. Yeah, it's just guaranteed. It's like to Kentucky
1: get... fans with severe Wheeler. Who are you
2: gonna, who are you gonna who else were you gonna put in? Uh that being said, I do think if you're going by resumes, maybe they got it right. But, like, TCU stinks. We know it. They know it. Everybody knows it. They just they, – they don't deserve to be in. And then secondly, to have the best team have the toughest – first round matchup yeah yeah, and everybody knows that like everybody knows ohio state's a better team than tcu uh and ultimately i'm just not all that impressed with with tcu's schedule uh or their wins
1: it really it's a big 12 it's a big 12 but it comes
2: down to like beating texas and oklahoma state and kansas state like those are their three cash cow wins and I just I don't really think the Oklahoma State win does anything for me. The Kansas State win was fine, but then you lost to them when it mattered the most. And then Texas, who cares? I'm not going to put a lot of value on, on the Texas win. So I, I do wish we would have ended up with the four best teams, which we would probably all, I think, agree in Alabama, Georgia and Ohio State and Michigan. And it would have been really fun from an SEC Big Ten standpoint. Uh, but instead, that georgia Ohio State game is going to be great. So, I, you know, I'm not complaining too much about that. I just I'm sick of like the participation spots in the playoffs for teams that we know aren't going to be threats to win national championships. And luckily, and, and I get it, uh, their their goal is not to pick the four teams they think are the best. They're there to pick the four teams they think are the most deserving. We won't have to worry about it once it goes to twelve, and that's the good thing about it yeah yeah
1: i mean you if you go undefeated and then lose an overtime on a field goal in the conference championship game like that it's hard to turn that team away but i'm with you just put them at four let georgia play them and then have i know they didn't want to have the game again but why not
2: exactly it'd be like probably maybe the most watched college football playoff game yeah the, maybe it, ever
1: and, it, and it's yeah so and it should be the matchup like it should yeah. be the matchup but yeah, yeah so in all like, fairness to georgia right exactly
2: it's fun, it's fun just having takes on it. It doesn't it, it doesn't, it doesn't so much matter. It's uh TCU's gonna lose to to Michigan, and it'll be Michigan and then the winner of Georgia Ohio State. I think we'll probably I, I feel like the winner of the Georgia Ohio State game is probably gonna win it all, even though Michigan already did beat Ohio State. But I I also think Georgia's gonna beat Ohio State. So we won't have to worry about the rematch so much. We do know about another rematch, Roush, and let me ask you this. Has a buddy of mine texted me this? I think it's a good. I think it's probably true. Has a team ever started a year and finished a year playing the same
1: team? Oh man, that's we we got to ask Corey Price on that one because that there. I doubt that that's possible because you don't. You rarely see bowl match rematches, and I think the only way you would is if it was in like an Orange Bowl or something like that, and usually those are played on New Year's Day. So it would it would. Be year to year because i could see you know when you have the conference ties and the big games that you could you could run it conceivably run it back but ball rematches don't happen often and that's why i, I thought that kentucky would go to memory. like i I, the, I thought the whole point of having this pool of six was to avoid rematches yes seemed like that was the whole point they were just like hey eh, we're good let's run it back so i don't I don't get it. Mark Stoops, he might be able to better explain it today when he meets with the media at noon. But we're running it back. Kentucky versus Iowa. TJ, have you seen the total yet? Scoots, do you have a guess on what the total could be for this game? I haven't and seen it, but I'd guess 30. Spencer Petras will be out. Uh, he got hurt in the Nebraska game, so I will be on its third string quarterback.
0: We had uh, the lowest total of the season or ever in college football earlier this season at 31 and a half. I imagine it's probably close to that number, maybe like 33-and-a-half.
1: Ding, 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 ding. Nice. Scoot, right on the money. 33-and-a-half. Nice. Come he on. looked it up. He no, I, it
0: didn't. Up. I didn't. I he didn't. Look, he looked it up. I just used logic.
1: He looked it up. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, Alex Padilla, their backup, he entered the portal. Uh, Will Levis, he'll probably not play. Kentucky doesn't have an offensive coordinator right now, but they could soon change. So, it's – um. <laughs> Not only are we getting a, a rematch of a rock fight, but uh, they're also making Kentucky. <laughs> I mean, TJ, I, I is personally like if, if this was if I was just if I didn't do this for a living, I would be like, oh heck yeah, we'll do two TVs, we'll have a big party, this will be great. But not everybody can do that, and they're actually making folks do the basketball or football fan. Which one are you a bigger fan of? I can't believe it. I can't, I, can't, I can't believe it either. Apologies to Brett McMurphy, because he tweeted that
2: out Sunday morning that it was going to be UK-Iowa and the Music City Bowl, and I gave him crap for it, and I'm embarrassed by it, and I apologize to him. I didn't think there was any way. I mean, I just didn't – I would have bet a huge chunk of money they weren't going to do that. Between the uk U all basketball game, between the rematch, between a matchup that, no offense – Iowa fans aren't going to get excited about, and Kentucky fans, with the exception of the game actually just being in Nashville, which is an easy drive for some folks, Kentucky fans aren't excited to watch UK play a crappy Iowa team, and last year, they weren't all, or earlier this year, I should say, they weren't all that, much earlier this year, they weren't all that excited to watch UK play a crappy Iowa team, but they did it because Iowa was the big 10 West champs. You yep. knew you were going to be your last game with Wandell. It was a 10. You were looking to solidify a 10 win season. So you had some added juice to it, but nobody wants to watch their football team play Iowa ever. No big 10 team even wants it. It's probably their least favorite game on the schedule. Yeah. when It
1: comes up. because and- they have like one of the best defenses in all of college football. I think it's either first or second in SP plus. I mean, they're really good at playing defense. So in it- a, where you as you could have gone to play uh, Kansas in the Liberty Bowl and you could have put up some stats with your young receivers you could have seen if Chris Rodriguez would have gone nuts and broken Benny Snell's record instead you're just going to see a lot of punts because this Iowa defense is awesome
2: They're really good. And guess what? UK's defense is awesome <laughs> yeah. and Iowa's offense sucks. So this game's going to go by in like 3 hours. It's going to be yep. really quick and it's not going to be the it's probably going to be the When people rank their bowl games.
1: Oh, it's going to be the, uh, yeah, it's going to be towards the bottom. And people made their jokes last year, but it ended up like the the similar styles matched up well and made a fun, fun atmosphere. You know, like that was that that defied some people's expectations. Ended up being one of the more exciting bowl games played. Like when people ranked it in the postseason, it was one of the top five ones. It was on that ABC, got a lot of eyeballs. It was really good for the program. Now you're thrown in on ABC and you're getting all of this quote unquote exposure, but I don't, I don't know how much of this exposure you actually want to, want to show off. Yeah. I, especially if you don't have Will
2: Loves playing quarterback that gosh, you wish you could just be like, Will, get healthy enough, play in this game and like, just go out there and put up 21 points. And then, you know, you can cruise because like, what's the, what, if you're Stu, you're like, if we get to 17, we probably feel pretty good about being able to win this game. Um, it's and I guess it came out yesterday that this is what the UK football team wanted. And Mitch Barnhart was just looking out for his football guys. I don't care if this is what the football team wanted. This was a mistake. It was a mistake. It's unfair to Kentucky fans. And I know there's going to be like a portion of the football fans. All I care about is if the team's happy and if they're happy, I'm happy. That's fine. This is a crappy thing to do to your fans. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's a Mm -hmm. crappy thing to do to their fan to to UK fans that already, I think, get the short end of the straw with an athletic program that I don't think really caters to them or does a lot uh, to to make them, to throw bones to them. Now they got a pick. Do you want to go? Which one do you want to go to? There's probably some people that had tickets to the U of L game that they're like, well, crap. Now I, now I, you know, we don't miss bowl games, So now we won't be able to go to the basketball game. There's some people that probably do enjoy getting to travel to the football game, but they do have tickets and they're thinking, all right, well, I guess we'll be staying in for the holidays this year. We, we or for new years. We won't be yeah. traveling to Nashville. It's a, it's a, it's a, and for Iowa for a rematch of a crappy game. Like that's it's, it was bad. It was This was a mistake. And if the football team's happy, I will need a hell of a lot more reasoning and rationale why this is the only one that would have worked, why you couldn't have done uh, the Liberty Bowl, why you couldn't have done the Texas Bowl. I understand that the Las Vegas Bowl, it was during the recruiting stuff, and I know the football dorks are going to get much more like animated about that stuff. But right. guess what? Louisville's playing on the 17th in Fenway. They have an amazing recruiting well, class. I'm led to believe that it's all going to fall apart because they're playing a bowl game. Holy
1: crap. TJ, I'm sorry. Holy crap. Holy crap. Hit the breaking news button, Scoots. The Cincinnati Inquirer is reporting that Cincinnati is going to hire Wolf Scott Satterfield as its next host. <laughs> No, way. no, they're not they're
2: playing each other. In the Fenway Bowl. <laughs> Where are you getting that,
1: Keith Jenkins?
2: That sounds like a made-up name.
1: Cincinnati Enquirer.
2: Are you retweeting
1: it yet? Yes. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? I mean, he was looking for an out, and this makes sense, right? Like, but but what in the world? They're playing each other in two weeks, and he's going to coach the other team. He went to the scouting report and said, "No, nah, I'm good." <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> it's so real. It's real.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm gonna. I gotta mute myself to. Oh, I'll just do it on the air. Anna, yes, yes. Scott is leaving you, Val, to go coach Cincinnati. She just yelled no. <sighs> well, she yelled no in like disbelief, not no in disappointment,
1: I'm, or like no in like sarcastic disappointment?
2: I can. We were just talking. <laughs> we were just talking about the bowl game on the seventeenth, and
1: now he's gonna go coach the other team. Oh crap! Though no, damn it, we don't want this though. Yeah, now it means Brom to U of L. We're bringing Braum home, and he's gonna have all those freaking good players. What the hell, son of a nutcracker! If you're U of L, this is probably the best news ever. What happened to that recruiting class? Is it if, they'll, if, they'll stay there? If what it, is Cincinnati? Yeah. Are they Adidas? Uh, no. Nike. Or I, I don't know what they Uma. are. They might be Under Armour now, but I, I, I think the uh, it was all about getting a school that would let them kind of all go to the same place, and less about the the person running it. Like if you got interviews with those guys, they would always talk about U of L and not um... Satterfield. Right, right,
2: right. Well, the people at U of suppose. I mean, Mike Rutherford on the Rutherford Show, three to six. He has always said that if Satterfield were fired, that it wouldn't be. The class they, they were confident the class would stay mm-hmm. together. Well, if Satterfield wasn't fired, he's leaving. But uh, you would think that the same applies. So similar to what, what you're saying. That is breaking news here on Kentucky Roll Call oh, on your Monday goodness. morning. U of L head coach, Whoa. Scott Satterfield, heading up I 71, connecting with 75, and moving to Cincinnati. Roush, the rumors were he uh he and the family didn't love part of the say this delicately the urban parts of Louisville
1: yes yes they're very of, what uh
2: what are he's gonna think of Cincinnati
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man um there is, is the, uh is it closer to the mountains <laughs> there is a part of this where this is great for Kentucky because he isn't going to recruit anybody there but it's also bad because yeah you're bringing Bronx like that that feels like it's just an easy it gets a perfect out for Jeff um, even though he is recruiting well up there, like he's not getting the money that Adidas is getting.
2: Anyway. And I actually think Purdue was kind of hosed in that big 10 championship game. I thought they played pretty well uh, that the, the fake flea flicker draw. That was, was so awesome. just a kid Like that was just a Brom special. That was a and then to throw an game.
1: interception on the next play was a total. Oh, special But that, was,
2: that, was, that wasn't Brahm's fault. That was just a horrible throw. Like, oh, I know, but
1: it's just, that's the experience when you watch Jeff Brom football sure the the roller coaster
2: ride but like that's a winnable game for them in the Citrus Bowl and not that I'm like sticking my nose up to the Citrus Bowl quite the contrary actually like that's a huge deal for Purdue and it was a big deal for Kentucky la- the, the years that we've gone to the Citrus Bowl but uh that's a big that's a huge bowl game for Purdue I think it's winnable I think they can beat LSU they're going to be the more motivated team in that game they're going to be probably the hungrier team in that game uh, I'll go as far as saying that I think from a game plan standpoint, they may be the, the better coach team. So I don't – would he would he coach that game? Would it matter to him? Um, Probably not, but it it almost seems – everything that you've heard um, behind the scenes in the city of Louisville is that if that job opens up, Braum will say yes to it because he just wants to be closer to home. Everybody has said that. Well, it's make or break.
1: Here it is. Braum's coming I,
2: home to Louisville.
1: I just, uh, I can't believe this bowl game. This is going to be, what? what's the Fenway Bowl broadcast going to be like? You couldn't ask for a better, for more drama going into a game if you're the Fenway oh Bowl organizers.
2: If you're a U of all fan, don't you feel like you'd have to get up to Fenway? Like, yes, Christmas you start, have to. Is, Christmas has come early for the Cards fans.
1: This is the best thing. This is probably the best news that a Louisville fan has received in what? Seven eight years this is this is their biggest win in in a long time to let Scott Satterfield walk away willingly to open up the door to bring Braum home
2: yeah there's there are layers to this like on the one hand it is hilarious that sat like U of L had finally uh, this gosh the analogies the the talk radio today it's all just oh it's my just goodness so beautiful but like this is you're dating somebody things are kind of rocky it's not looking good all your friends think that you all are gonna break up people are even talking about it but you know what you move back in together you recommit to one another things are good they're taking the trash out they're doing their dishes everybody's happy and it looks like the futures bright you, you're gonna you're gonna get a new Pet, I don't know, something the equivalent of the, a good recruiting class coming in. You've agreed to adopt uh, a new a new animal, and, and it looks like it's going to be really, really loving. And then you come home to uh, a, a Dear John letter. Like, you come home with a note on the door being like, never mind. I'm out. <laughs> Things were going well. It seemed like we had maybe turned a corner. Actually, I'm out. But the good news is, I'm getting really into the weeds with this the hot neighbor is the one who comes over to tell you that your spouse has left. And that hot neighbor (laughs) rush? (laughs) Jeff (laughs) Robb.
1: The hot neighbor that was also your high school crush that you always had a thing. Yes, Maybe you dated for a little while, but like just the timing wasn't right. Uh-huh. And then now the door's open.
2: Yeah, it's like it's such a whirlwind. You go from like thinking your your heart's been broken because you worked so hard to repair this relationship. But then you realize like, oh, sweet. I, I think that this is the chance I'm finally going to get to score. Uh, uh, this is this is my time. <laughs>
1: What if Brum- things, things were things weren't going well in the relationship? You thought she might be sleeping around on you a little bit, or at least she didn't treat you well. Um, so you know, it's great so time to get out.
2: What if? So what does Brum to U of L mean for UK? Because it's going to happen.
1: Uh, man, they could be really good quickly. Uh, recruiting's going to get a little bit more di- like recruiting Cutter Bowley. That could be a huge, huge in-state battle that we didn't know was going to happen. So. Um, and a lot of it just depends. Are they going to get the offense coordinator hire, right? And according to Jeff Drummond and Matt Jones, the offense coordinator hire is happening soon and uh, could be good news for Kentucky fans. So,
2: yeah. So, I mean, that's a whole other thing we got to talk about. We'll get to that in hour number two. But the breaking news of the day University of Louisville head coach Scott Satterfield. Says, I'm out of here. See y'all later. I'm heading up the road to Cincinnati. And the Wasabi Finway bull just became maybe the sexiest bull of bull season for two incredibly, incredibly mediocre football teams. We've got a lot more to get to on this on UK. We're gonna tell you about that offensive coordinator coaching update, and we've got some recruiting and, and, and a lot of other stuff to get to on today's show. So uh, I, I thought this was going to be like a. I was going to get on Barnhart show and we were going to have back and forth about if the bowl game was a good thing or not. That's live radio, baby. It doesn't get any better. This is KRC on the Big X. CJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen will be right back.
1: Over? You say over? I ain't heard no badly. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Nothing is over until we decide it is.
1: With Walker and Rosh. We're just getting started, bro.
2: Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call
1: here on Roll radio. Call.
2: What a first hour it was. It was really, like, I I really enjoyed getting to talk about UK's win over Michigan and and at least kind of detailing the bowl a little bit, although we may have not gotten into that as much as we would have liked. But then just um, some landscape-changing news around these parts broke late in the first hour. Scott Satterfield leaving Louisville for Cincinnati. The two teams play in a bowl game in less than two weeks. In 12 days, they will play in a bowl game. Uh, I wonder if Cincinnati will have a, a good scouting report on the cards for that one. I'd hope so. You would think they would. And now UofL has a job opening, and there seems to be one name for the job, and it will be Jeff Brom. I'm I'm ninety 98% confident he will be UofL's next coach
1: yeah yeah and like this is an inside you know it's not like roush's cousin like this is just i'm a person with oxygen who pays attention to college football so yeah Um, uh, be very odd because really the only reason why he turned him down last time was because he had just gotten Rondell Moore there they were rocking and rolling jeff can feel good about leaving with back-to-back eight win seasons and a big 10 west title right
2: Oh yeah, like he he will have left Purdue significantly better than he found it winning a, a Big 10 West championship and it, it, he everybody that is close to this guy indicates that he wants to come closer to home. This is your chance, right? Like this is this is not your chance to come closer at home. This is your chance to come home and If you say no to it this go around, Roush, it's probably like never happening, most likely. Uh, And I don't think he's, I don't think he'd be willing to pass it up forever. I think he knew that you could probably say no, what, back in 16, Mm -hmm. 17 or 18, I guess? You could probably say no back in 18 and still have one more shot at it somewhere down the road in your career. But he's no spring chicken. And it's opened back up again. It's opened back up again in a spot where Satterfield, didn't really do a lot with the program, but it's in a much just, better spot than it was in 18 when you had zero players. So while it's not great, it's all terrible. He, he treaded water. Exactly. And
1: just, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and, and the thing too, like the, the not only is the timing work out well for all of this to happen, but Jeff's offense is not a big 10 offense it's just not. Uh you have to be able to just run it down people's throats sometimes. That Penn State game when they couldn't run the ball at all because they just didn't have the dudes up front. That like that, that that's the what's always held him back in that league. In the ACC, you can still be a big winner playing the way he does and it's still a power 5 league. Now, I know it's not really a power 5 league, like it's like fake power 5, but uh, even though it's technically a step down, it'd be his hometown. He can go score 50 points a game. And I, I said Saturday night, um, I would think they would, he would, wolver would never be worse than fourth if he was their coach uh, in the league. That feels right, right? Where you can kind of go up and down, but never worse than fourth. Yeah. Yeah, I agree And that. they're not going to do divisions anymore. So you can, in theory, go win, go, play in the conference championship game pretty regularly, and sometimes not even have to face Clemson or I don't even know who the other good team is in the ACC. Florida, anymore.
2: Florida State. I mean, their their division was the tougher of the two divisions.
1: True. True.
2: Uh, Florida. Yeah. But yeah, you you could theoretically go to the ACC championship game without having to play Florida State or or Clemson in the season now, which I don't think a lot of people thought would be would would ever happen. But that's the that's the landscape of college football now. So the timeline the timeline on on all this i have no idea uh Roush, maybe you could poke around on that but would brom coach the bowl game would he would he would he leave immediately does UofL even like you know they're probably going to pretend to do like a national search you know and in reality they really probably should just see you know what names they could who they could get but it's everybody it's going to be brom it's going to be brom
1: what would be awkward is um because the thing is, is like you just you can't waste time, so they would have to move before the bowl game. But it would be awkward because the person who's in line to be the interim is Brian broff So who? It's not like he's not going to bowl either, right? Like, could so I,
2: see, I could you see Purdue just hiring Brian and being like, hey, all right, well the family breaks up, but we'll still keep Abram.
1: Probably not. No. Uh, yeah, cause, uh, yeah, because you're in the Big Ten, you. Unless they want to go cheap, right, because they could probably feel like they could get away with not paying him that much. But, yeah, probably not.
2: Go get Scott <laughs> He Who knows the Big Ten West better? Oh, Who's got a man. better story
1: than B- Brian? B- Brian Ferentz. <laughs> yeah. Now's the time. He, he, he's looking for a way out of Iowa, too. I mean, I, the part that really just kills me in all this, and I – On such a big sports weekend. I hate that we're spending so much time on it. But that is one of the craziest live radio moments we've had on this show. Um, but the gift that he gave them to just leave, I mean, because Trent Water was putting it nicely. Like they they won enough games to where people couldn't call for his job, but nobody's been showing up to that stadium, TJ. Nobody cared. He gave them the best out, and now Josh Heard. Can actually spend some money instead of worrying about a eight million dollar buyout or whatever uh, Satterfield had on top of the fourteen million they were paying for Petrino.
2: And this is just your get out of jail free card for this basketball season because now you hire Brom. Mm-hmm. I think they'll keep the majority of their class together, but uh, undoubtedly you'll have some departures. You would think, and that and that's normal, even just for any recruiting class, but especially when there's coaching changes. But I think for the most part, it'll still finish a top thirty class for U of L, which is. Certainly good for their standards. And now, instead of having to keep up with this embarrassing basketball team this season, you just sell football hope and optimism. Hey, spring games, only a couple months away. Brahms doing this. You're just going to have like a a very, every week it'll be more excitement around the football program. So if you're heard, this was just like the best gift that you could ever get for just uh, Mm -hmm. several weeks before Christmas. Because. Basketball is a disaster. Now you can kind of just say now you can just overlook that and sell the football optimism. And you're probably going to I don't know who U of L plays to start the season next year, but it'll probably be the most attended U of L football game in a long time if Jeff Brom is the one leading the charge oh. out of that little Cardinal Beak Tunnel that they have.
1: Here's a fun perspective. Uh, Adam Rittenberg says that Satterfield told the Louisville staff while they were out recruiting of his plans earlier this morning. So what? What are those guys thinking? Right, they're on the road, about to have like be grinding for a week. I'm sure some of them are. It's 5:20 out on the West Coast. I'm sure they're just, and probably not even awake yet uh, before they go out to those high schools out in California uh, to see the California Cardinals. Like, how awkward? Especially knowing that, like, well, I'm now I'm recruiting to a school that I'm not going to be at next year. Oh goodness. Oh uh their first game. You'll never believe this. It's a neutral site game. They're playing Georgia Tech at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Oh, that's weird. Yep. And then uh so an ACC that, game.
2: How did that get? Yeah, if I'm Georgia Tech, I'm like, why could not we just play it at our place?
1: Wouldn't it be weird if it was the non-conference conference game? I remember somebody did that a couple of years back.
2: Yeah, you and C, maybe it was an ACC and, team. And maybe. like wait, yeah. 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 Uh, them I, that would that would be that'd be ridiculous. But anyways, if you're a U of L fan, I take all of this as good news. If you miss yeah. on Brom, then everything kind of changes. But right, I don't think that's going to be the reality. Uh, boy, I bet your family group <laughs> messages, Roush.
1: Oh, my mom's is this real? <laughs> Which what, in,
2: a, what a day, what a Monday.
1: I know, especially after they they were excited, they were. You know, it was a close game up in Indy. And my dad, I know he's just going through hell because he likes, he likes having the Brahms at Purdue. Close enough to go watch them, but doesn't have to have them make a all good.
2: A lot of people are curious if Nick Roush will be joining his staff at UofL.
1: Oh, I could be uh, on three cards. Well, um, Card Sports Radio, CSR.
2: I've always thought that you could,
1: like, you could be a... a a football ops guy dude just Rocco yeah Jeff come in tell Rocco to kick rocks and I'll come on in kick Rocco's yeah kick Rocco's I'll give me a nine to five in PR no
2: don't don't make him kick rocks you're just you're his boss now
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh man that would be so enjoyable oh come
2: in you're like Rocco we did things a certain way at On three and I'd like to implement that here
1: oh, man, that dude would just punch me in the face and just say, yeah. I'm done.
2: Probably not even a joke. He probably actually would. <laughs> Most likely. Uh, text me on the Thornton's text line. Um <laughs> 502-414-1450. Text him on in. I'm getting right. so So, is Liam Cohen going to get announced, announced as UK Offense Coordinator today?
1: Oh, man, it sounds like it. I don't know. Like I said, Mark Stoops is talking at noon. And... He, he, so here's the, the the timeline of events, if you will. Uh, Rich gangarella we knew he was going to be gone. They waited till Tuesday to fire him last week. Uh, you have to give a week's notice or whatever. The job postings are through today and tomorrow. So it actually might not be until tomorrow that they make whatever hire it is official. Uh, but the part that is a little confounding, I don't know if it's the right word, is that if it is Liam Co- Liam's the only name that we've heard in this coaching search from anybody. Uh, one just tangential connection, Tim Beck. Uh, he's a Youngstown guy. So you're just like, oh, Youngstown offensive coordinator. He got hired to be the head coach at Coastal Carolina. Uh, so, like, you don't, you haven't, we've just been kind of spitballing at names. You haven't heard any names aside from Cohen. Now this news is coming out. But the, the, the reason why I'm still tiptoeing in, even though I'm preparing, for uh, like I, I'm preparing for it to be Cohen. I just always assume that it would be later on the process because he's in the NFL. Uh, maybe I don't I don't know what has changed, but yeah, it. All signs are you know especially when people say, "Well, I think folks are going to be happy." It sounds like uh, Kentucky could have a homecoming between uh, Cohen and the Cats coming very soon.
2: It, I've just always thought it was, like, too good to be true with the Cohen stuff. Yeah, Grand Rams struggling, UK swung and miss on offensive coordinator. Wow, why not just come on home? Here you go. It's a perfect fit. Those things just don't normally happen that way. And it seems – so I never really totally thought it would actually come to fruition. I thought that UK would reach out to him and he'd be interested, but I never really thought that that you'd see it happen. So this could be huge. Uh, similar to how UL football could get a big shot in the arm, this could be. I think a lot of people could feel better about the future of these young talents in UK's offense with Cohen leading the charge and getting in another good quarterback because he helped oversee some of the Levis. Did he was he there when Levis came in?
1: Uh, I thought maybe
2: Levis committed before Cohen became offensive I mean, coordinator.
1: You made no uh, Cohen. Uh, I don't know what the semantics were, but Cohen handpicked Lovis. of us.
2: Good so, to hear. Good to yeah. hear. Should make us feel better about who. Which he's going to,
1: if he is the guy, that's what he's going to do with this next one as well.
2: And, so and I've cool. always thought that the timeline stuff could also go the other way too, where yes, at the surface, it would look like, okay, well he's got to finish out this season for the Rams. So I hope you can wait till mid-January, early January, before he's ready to take over. I've always thought of it potentially the other way as well, where, hey, it's the NFL. Staff changes happen all the time. They'll fire a coach today and hire a Jeff Satterfield tomorrow if they, if they feel so necessary to do such. So him just being able to slip out the door in December, I really didn't think would be a huge deal. That being said, it sounds like if media members are to be believed, I know Jeff Drummond has been saying it as well, Today you'll we'll hear some news on this whole situation today, and that'd be a big time get for for Mark Stoops.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and here's the thing that I cannot stress enough: Mark Stoops has never had a top fifty offense, except when Liam Cohen was in charge. So you know he'd have a good play caller. Yes, the circumstances would be much different, much different offensive line in place. But a lot of the guys that are receivers at Kentucky are receivers at Kentucky because of Liam Cohen. Uh, so he would have plenty of tools to throw the ball to. Um, but it comes back to getting the right quarterback. And uh, we got a couple portal guys. Got a couple portal guys in last night. Yeah, and, this,
2: this Wisconsin guy's not doing it for me that everybody's talking about.
1: Well, and it's funny, too, because DJ hopped in the portal, too, and uh, I included him in my post. And just to be clear with you, TJ, the reason why I've always kind of pushed back on your on everybody's DJU hate is that if if Rich Kangarello was still around, right? Like let's say he was just average and did tread water and she was like, well, we gotta ride this out. There's a 75 to 90 percent chance DJU is your quarterback next year. So um I that that probably has changed now that Rich is not no longer there. It'll be uh the the call of the, the next offensive coordinator but uh graham mertz is now the the, ne- the next big name that, that folks are have have discussed
2: yeah and I mean you saw you saw what the Clemson quarterback that was not DJU did this past weekend like DJU is as a plumley bro would say is just kind of cheeks. It just I, I was never gonna get excited well, about that. I thought that. you were gonna say mid. Yeah. No no just cheeks be. cheeks oh, okay. uh, like butt cheeks but the Wisconsin quarterback you can make a case that like he's going against good defenses he's playing in a style that's very run oriented mm-hmm. so if Kentucky's still going to be looking to run the ball which you know soups is always going to want to do that could help but I I I think we can do better I think we can do better than the Wisconsin quarterback Um
1: well, you could – remember when Gavin Wimsett uh, committed a Rutgers and he said, you know, people remember Neil Armstrong because he was the first to walk on the moon. I want to be the first to do something. That's what Graham Mertz did. He tried to be the first Wisconsin quarterback to be competent. And you know what? Sometimes there's just institutional norms that are just impossible to get through, and that's Wisconsin football. So we can blame it on that. He did have some, some decent stretches. Um, not just his first game where he went 20-21 for 250 and five touchdowns. Um, but last year they won seven straight games in a nine-win season. He had 705 yards, seven touchdowns, and only two picks in that winning streak. So, like, he's had good stretches of football. If you watch highlights of him, like, he looks like a, a solid quarterback. And he was the former number one quarterback in his recruiting class, something that you haven't been able to say about a Kentucky quarterback since Tim Couch. So, if he does end up in Kentucky, yes, uh, the it's it's he's far from a polished product. But if you've got the right play caller, right, like you could probably trust. Uh, I, I would give Liam Cohen the benefit of the doubt when picking a quarterback, especially when he was as highly ranked as he was coming out of high school.
2: Well, it'll be interesting. Uh, I, but hopefully Cohen will have a say in all this, right? Maybe he'll, he'll look at this guy and say, you know, I get why you like him, but I, I think I can do better. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, we'll see. I, uh, oh, boy, it just, the takes on social media. Roush, has anybody broken the news to Vince Mayro that he did not get the job? <laughs>
1: Oh man. Oh, I love uh Yahoo is really rubbing it in Louisville's face right now. Louisville has six 10 win seasons in program history. Cincinnati has eight in it since two thousand
0: seven. I uh, Scooch, what do you think about all this, man? I I am I am extremely happy that we finally got some breaking news on KRC. We we have broken the curse. We've we've had a breakthrough. Because normally it's right at at what nine oh five, nine ten, nine fifteen, right after we get off the air normally. So I am extremely happy that it all went down during the show. I am flabbergasted. I I don't I don't know what Satterfield's thinking, if we're being honest. So yeah, I'm just I'm still trying to take it all in. It's wild, wild morning.
2: Maybe maybe Tom Allen gets. In the mix for the U of L job,
0: please, dear lord, please. We
2: were, we were looking at the wrong Indiana college quarterback the entire time.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: Cor- quarterback, coach. coach, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe Allen was a quarterback. No, Tom, Tom
0: Allen's not going anywhere. But I could only hope, right? I, I like that. See, I shouldn't say that because I really like Tom Allen, but he just cannot produce on the field.
2: Well, that's important in the game of college football. Absolutely, think, right? yeah. <laughs> Roush, who would you, as a UK fan, be more concerned about at U of L? Braum, when he undoubtedly takes the job, or Deion Sanders had maybe this happen a week ago, potentially.
1: Um, Personally, Braum. And there's also a, like, um, as much as Louisville fans tried to crap on him for being 500 in the Big Ten, I mean, Coach Prime could be a bust at the Power Five level, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they could be cool and swaggy for a little bit, but, like, you could, there's a path where that flames out. Um, whereas like Jeff, I kind of know what I'm getting with Jeff. Yeah. And it's pretty good. Right. No, I,
2: I, it's that's, that's the, that's why it's such a good question is no doubt that I think U L would be more nationally on the map. If Deion mm-hmm. Sanders had been named the head coach, like you probably would be getting some unreal talent into that place and they'd be on TV it'd be all in the news. Like we would get annoyed with that stuff big time. That being said, it could end up he just couldn't coach for beans when going against you know some of the top coaches in college football. I'm not saying that they're necessarily in the ACC, but uh, there's some okay coaches in the ACC. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think ultimately I'd rather them have Brom. Weirdly enough, just because I don't think I could take them being in the news twenty four seven with Dion being the coach there. So that may be a good thing, but we never know what the future holds. We're gonna take our last break. Sorry about the Thornton's text line. It's just I. We'll, we'll maybe get to some of it when we return. Maybe we just save it all for tomorrow. I don't, there, there's still so much more to get to. UK is playing Iowa in a rematch of the Music City Bowl. Uh, as far as we know, we can never remember a time where, UK, where a team, any team, forget UK, has started the calendar year and finished the calendar year playing the same team. Uh, I don't know if that's ever happened in college football history, but that's what we've got going on in the Music City Bowl. You could expect maybe Liam Cohen potentially to be named offensive coordinator today, and then of course the news Mm -hmm. out of Louisville. It's a jam-packed Kentucky roll call. Two hours. (laughs) What a crazy show! show. It is. T.J. Walker, Nick Raff, Justin Caitlin. We have one more segment when we return here on the Big X.
1: Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Oh, this is your wife. Oh, a lovely lady. Hey, baby, you're all right. You must have been something before electricity, huh? <laughs> bend me down the highway. Rollin me down
2: the highway. Welcome back. One final second, Kentucky Roll Call me. here on... Radio okay. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Such a newsworthy day. I just want to eat some salseritas, right? I
1: do. I, I I was last night too. I was up late uh getting some blogs ready for today as the transfer portal window officially opens. And I was munching on some chips. And the whole time I was thinking, gosh, this would be so much better if these were wildly addictive chips from mm. Salsaritas. They got just the right bit of salt. They're light, thin, airy, crunchy. Um, wonderful with their nachos, where you just pick and choose what you want on top. Um, Man, so good. I'm going to Lexington today. Need to stop by the Middletown location right there on my way out of town to make sure I don't go hungry. Uh, Salseritas, it's the best. They also got one. St. Matthews. Uh, man, really warm up this this cold holiday season with a little bit of spiciness from Salseritas.
2: Nothing better. Nothing better than Salseritas. Download the app. Save your time. Save your money Today. All right, uh, what do you think, Roush? Is, do do we do we cover enough UK stuff for today's show where we can get to the text line comfortably?
1: Yes, I don't think there was any portal person we glossed over of significance. Um, I mean, Keaton Upshaw, I think that happened late Friday and surprised some folks, but he went through Senior Day. So, um, but um, other than that, yeah, I don't. Uh, well, well. Play the waiting game. I'm sure, I'm sure some of the decisions that are going to be made are contingent upon who's the next guy in charge. Um if you're looking for linemen though, there are a lot of interesting linemen out there. Marquez Cox from Northern Illinois is supposed to be visiting this week. Uh he he's like a three year starter at offensive tackle. There's a couple Alabama offensive linemen that hopped in the portal too that I think were intriguing. So um a lot, lot of moving parts, a lot of moving parts.
2: Seems like a lot of options at offensive line, which was the exact opposite when U.K. was sort of scrambling uh, last season. So that's good. you got to take advantage of those options. Make sure you – just the offensive line's got to be better. Uh, I I think they started to play a little bit better as the year went on. I think some of the younger pieces you feel good about taking the necessary steps, but you just overall are going to have to get more production and more consistency out of there. So take advantage of that, Uh, looking forward, hopefully, to U.K doing just that. Uh, also Cavassier smoke was kind of making a stink on Twitter. Um, I don't know if that's in the Thornton's text line or not. I, I would, I would just ignore it. If I were a Kentucky fan, let him vent. He's a kid, maybe frustrated yeah, yeah. with everything. And, but at the end of the day, you were behind the, the best running back in UK football history. In my opinion, what you weren't better than Chris Rodriguez. You didn't deserve more touches than Chris Rodriguez. Um, uh, and it, and it sounded also like maybe you weren't the, the hardest worker, but that's not here nor there. At the end of the day, you were behind Chris Rodriguez. That's what this all came down to. So I wish him the best moving forward, but I did see that over the weekend. It was a little unfortunate.
1: Yeah, but uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, well, let's try to read some text, I suppose. <laughs> if we can.
1: I love Big Blue Drew. He's already got... Screen caps of the Bring Brom Home account and the Come Home Liam Cohen account.
0: <laughs> That's funny.
1: What a world we're in right now. Oh, it's gonna be a big sports day. A texture says,
2: "Let's see." It's going to make me sick when Stoops hires an OC that was rumored before Skang, like the Jets guy, for example, and he comes in and dominates. It'll really make this year feel like a lost year. I think you can make the case with that with Cohen, where it's just like, man, if that just would have never happened, you would have gotten Cohen with Levis, with these guys, and maybe yeah. around ground around him. But everything happens for a reason. And if you bring Cohen back, then you get those guys with Key. You get Key and Barry in with them. And he's very familiar with those guys already. So that's good.
1: That is good. That is good. Uh, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. USA, USA, the 3 of Little Faith are reading this Monday morning after our big win. Shock the world, baby. Oh, didn't didn't
2: happen this time. But next in four years, going to be a different story. I love you, Nick. But there's a clear KSR agenda when it comes to football and basketball. That isn't to say that everyone at KSR feels that way. But major voices have chosen chosen their sides. Yeah, I,
1: I think it's. I think this stuff uh, when it comes to the basketball, it's like you know, like people don't like negativity, but that is the it is kind of the opinion of the majority, I think, in in at least some instances. Um, like I, you know, going back to my my Wheeler hot takes, like I'm not the only one with those takes, right? I'm not the only one who's one who who is very critical of Xavier Wheeler. You know, no,
2: you're not. You're not. Uh, I, you know, I, I think.
1: And, and it's also built up more than what it needs to be. Like there, There's overall discontent around the fan base because it, things have not been good in basketball front for the last two years, and then we just had a, a bad football season as well.
2: Yeah, and also I think people are generally going to defend people that give them information more than people that don't give them information. That's pretty natural. Not unique necessarily to, to any one media market. Am I the only one who noticed the 6'10 emo manager in that Oscar video? I did not notice it. But they seem like they had a great time in London. They did a lot of fun stuff. They got to tour Chelsea and do different things throughout the city. So I I hope we look back and say, you know what? It wasn't the prettiest game against Michigan, but things kind of seemed to turn around that that day. Hopefully that's the case.
1: If we could get the Notre Dame quarterback in the transfer portal, I'd take him right now. Solid player.
2: I would take him over, certainly DJU and and I I think the Wisconsin guy. But admittedly, I don't know as much about the Wisconsin player as I do about some of these other guys that we've mentioned.
1: Yeah, I will like. And and the other thing we have to consider too. If you if you took away what you know about them, right? Because the the easy argument against Graham Moore is you say, well, he's the reason Paul Chris got fired because he went with him instead of. But if you, if you take away the, you say three-year starter in the Big Ten, put up these numbers, like a two-to-one touchdown interception ratio, uh, 5,000, 6,000 yards, something like 5,000 yards. Um, you'd probably be like, oh, I like the three-year starter over the one-year guy at Notre Dame who did X, Y, and Z. So th- there is going to have to be a – just in general, TJ, we're going to be in a much trickier spot moving forward as Kentucky gets quarterbacks because we can't just be sold the – it's so easy to buy into the high school quarterback being good, right? They put up big numbers. It's just limitless potential. You don't really see the knocks on them. Whereas like when you're getting players from the transfer portal, they're there for a reason. They they weren't outstanding at their previous stop, or they got passed by somebody else who was better. So uh, it, it, we are going to be in a much different uh, situation moving forward when having to convince ourselves that this guy can be the the right guy for our our, our school
2: that's understandable I, I and I just I feel like I and we've talked about this too and we'll talk about it more as the as the offseason progresses but I, I would rather roll the dice with a Will Levis type where hey you were just the coaches made their decision they think this guy's better not that there's a ton of tape on you but we're gonna roll the dice because we think that you're going to be great versus the proven mediocre person because i'm coming to the opinion and this isn't a hot take and i'm sure a lot of people already have this opinion but kentucky can be good without a great quarterback we've seen it pretty much the duration of the soups era all things considered kentucky can be really good and be competitive without an elite quarterback i'm just convinced if uk ever really wants to have that dream season the team has to be led by a really good quarterback, like a great quarterback, like one of the better quarterbacks in college football. And that's not really all that hot of a take because you'll have teams. I mean, look at all the teams in the college football playoffs, good quarterbacks, uh, really good mm-hmm. quarterbacks. You got to have a great quarterback to take that next step. So I, I would rather take maybe the unknown than the sure thing that's kind of
1: not done all yeah, right. Not done it but for you, right. you going to be a
2: superstar. Isn't gonna be a superstar. Correct. Yeah, so, and I think that's tricky. Those are the tough decisions these coaches have to make.
1: I think the big in when I looked at Drew Pine stats, those are actually much better than I anticipated. Um but here, here's a big difference too. Uh Graham March 6'3, 220. Drew Pine, 5'11, 198 pounds. Um, he was a vision though, completed 65% of his passes, 22 touchdowns, only six interceptions. So like in theory, TJ, that is the kind of guy, like, he scrambles. Well, he's a very good baseline quarterback. We're not going to make a ton of mistakes. Game manager, get the ball to the right people. Like, I am I am kind of with you there. And I, as I said last week, I'm also more of in the boat of the big blue chip prospect who kind of got glossed over and passed by for another guy that we haven't seen yet. Because it, it, it's, it's also, like I said, a much easier sell.
2: Yeah. Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here with Rodriguez Smoke and potentially Wright departing the running back room. I would love to see Kentucky go after the ball state transfer. Case and mm-hmm. Steele. I watched him play a few times this year, and he's an excellent runner, solid pass catcher. And I think he would compliment Ramon Jefferson and Jaton McClain tremendously. I know he played in the Mac, but he's just a darn good football player.
1: He's uh he also has a lovely mullet. Um uh, he doesn't get tackled by just one dude. Now, granted, it's easier breaking tackles on the Mac than it is. In the SEC, but he he's a lot of fun. Uh was a lot of fun to watch him action. Uh not sure the level of interest. One person you need to watch out for is Ray Davis, who he's he he did not do it. he hasn't done a, a ton throughout his lengthy career, but this year he was only one of a four one thousand yard rushers in the SEC. Big physical guy. So he kind of would fit the Chris Rodriguez mold, right? Like you you need to have at least one bruiser in there and he he could be that for you.
2: The fellow from Vanderbilt. Yes. Yeah, I saw Chris Collins follow him on Twitter. It seems like uh, UK is going to be a player there. I'd be fine with the dude with SEC experience.
1: Yeah, I important. mean, and, and, and that yeah, that there's not many SEC running backs, SEC one thousand yard running backs in the transfer portal. So if you're able to get him, you'd feel pretty pretty great about that addition.
2: A texter says, "Listen to Thursday's Rutherford Show podcast. I'm a lifelong U of L fan. And I hate to say it, but this TJ Walker guy was pretty much right on every take. KP needs to go at the end of the year. Anything short of that, the Cards fans are settling. This fan base has a mob mentality lately, especially as it relates to the KP hire. His take is actually similar to what most national headlines have been saying since Maui. But again, U of L fans don't want to hear it because so many want to see KP succeed and are blind to the actual on court results. Yeah, I, I, that was when I hosted the Rutherford Show there a bit on Thursday and." that was the overall point it was just like it's it's the Kenny Payne just isn't ready right now to be a head coach maybe never will be um, it's really really bad and that Miami game was maybe the worst of the bunch i mean you're just getting like fewer and fewer people are going to the Yump center
1: yeah that was uh, another ugly a beatdown just a yeah. colossal beatdown you've all used to have,
2: have like weird. maybe 3 or 2 of those a year the good teams maybe just one of those a year if that and now it will be every game i mean every game so not good. Uh,
1: not great, Bob. Not great. Whew. Uh, TJ, do you mind going over the Twitter exchange with Locke on Twitter? He's easily my least favorite U of L homer of all time. Such a loser on Twitter.
2: I, I like Locke. He's a good dude. It doesn't mean that his sports takes aren't aren't ridiculous. I, I can differentiate like the the rivalry. I guess you know <laughs> that makes me a big person i suppose uh but no he he's just like he he was really wrong back when he used to do radio about stoops he said it was never going to work out the dude can't coach and then he was wrong obviously stoops has won multiple 10 game seasons but it's similar to his tiger woods takes he just gets caught in the mud on some of his takes and he just is incredibly stubborn with them so him and i made a hundred dollar bet i hope he cleared it with his wife first because he usually only bets like a dollar two dollars for most of his bets $100 $100 bet that Stoops would win 10 games during, like, until 2029, the duration of the contract. <laughs> oh,
1: that's great. Yeah. So I, I get uh, until the contract. Do you, did you get postseason as well? Correct. Oh, phew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good job. Good yeah. job. You buddy. better
0: make sure he doesn't try to Trevor Kelsey and get out of that postseason part.
2: Eastern Michigan lost by like 35 last night, Scoots.
1: They did. Yeah. Not good. But that's okay because <laughs> Louisville's not going to win a game. So I'm fine. <laughs> hey, Ford AM, they're really holding that hope against the Rattlers.
2: It was never about Eastern Michigan, It it's never about Eastern That's Michigan. Right. Frederick has to provide something offensively. If you want to do anything in March. I agree.
1: Man. Yeah. He's been who
2: really, capable. you know, you can make a case that just far, far too often. All the guards are just being inconsistent and that includes yeah. Casey Wallace. So uh, when we see Casey yeah. Wallace's potential, I think all of our jobs jaws collectively drop because he's so good. But do more of it, you know, be more aggressive offensively. And then Reeves, you'll see him catch fire. And that's really fun to see. But you we want to see it more. I, at some point, I do think it's going to click for these guards. And when it does, I think this team will be the team we thought they were or would be. I uh, think I think that's what we're waiting on there.
1: Yeah, the uh right. And, and at least with Wallace, we can kind of the reason why he doesn't catch as much heat is because we've seen this happening with freshman guards before, where we're just like, all right, there's some freshman mistakes. Um, some sloppy play you can play through that whereas the other guys ha- were, they have a much shorter leash with fans expectations because they've played college ball before maybe we should have given we should be giving CJ a little more leash for coming off a injury and in basically a year without basketball maybe that's, maybe that's on us a little bit
2: that's fair I, I still just want to see him with open shots make them but no I, I, being patient is probably the mature thing to do in a spot like mm-hmm. that uh case and wallace is good folks i agree is on Yenzo the team's best free throw shooter hope he told, hope he told howard to suck it after that yeah way to go you step up there in that spot knock them both down I, was that the only trip uk had where both free throws were made it seemed like
1: might, it might have been yeah um, geez, but man also the fat the fouls on uh the fouls on <laughs> the three-point shots too just annoying like-
2: very, really annoying. Um, not good, but
1: mm-hmm.
2: I thought one of them was kind of bogus. Who was it? Was it Kaysen that got called for it there? The yes, front? yes. I thought that one was kind of bogus. But then mm-hmm. Toppin, you know, Toppin, Toppin did it when he when he got called for it. What kind of beef does Wheeler have with Livingston? Livingston has been wide open for three multiple times, and Wheeler just throws up a circus shot and said, not just Wheeler, there's a couple times where Wallace had Reeves wide open. Sometimes they they their, their court vision, I think, kind of just they, they're looking at one side of the court and they don't think to to turn their head. Um, I haven't noticed it so much with Livingston, but I wouldn't doubt it because it has happened with some other players, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Dickinson looks or leads with his shoulder every time he has the ball, but they won't call it. And he ends up playing great defense against him. Yeah, that's because you have to flop. Like, officials, they say don't flop, but they encourage it because that's all they will actually call. You have to you have to flop a little in order to get those.
2: I like Dickinson. He definitely knows how to play "quote unquote" the game. Yeah, but uh, he doesn't have a great deal of help around him. And I thought that Howard, number thirteen, Howard was was really good. He he's kind of mismatch problem for teams. They just they need another guard. Michigan does, and I think they'd probably be a, a legit top twenty team. But they'll make the tournament. Big Ten's going to be tough, Scoots. Not that you're unused to that. That that's kind of the norm in that conference. But there's going to be a lot of a lot of difficult games, night in, night out.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. But that you said it. I mean, that's how it is every year. So I'm I'm not surprised. But it will be right. it will be more competitive than years past. I feel like
1: some of these tweets. Uh, I love uh, Tom Fornelli. Ball rankings are filed. Take an hour or so to to read them tomorrow. And and uh, that was from yesterday. He just quote tweeted this morning, all caps. Rewrite. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Who that cats says
2: big head Bo Allen as max Duffy affectionately calls him has been hanging out a lot with the team. And he thoughts Liam might want him back. Wouldn't seem to make sense.
1: No, he's an area quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. And just because
2: like, if he came back, he'd probably come back as a backup. At least we'd all want that. And then it'd be like, why, why did you ever, why'd you do that? Yeah. yeah. The first place.
1: Also, um, I I was,
2: if, if Bo Allen was on the team this year, are they more, do they keep Levis out longer? You know, th- those are questions that we'll never have answered, but I've, I've thought about that stuff.
1: Yeah. He, um, the, I know Bo Allen's back in Lexington, but he's from Lexington folks. Like these are his friends. It does not mean that he's going to come back to Kentucky. Like he made that decision. Um, But uh, also the Fenway Bowl, the teams share the same sideline. So, my goodness.
2: Yeah, and Satterfield won't be coaching Cincinnati, but he'll be there. You know, he'll 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 be in Boston. He'll be with the team, but he won't be the coach. Although, if if Liam Cohen's announced today, let him coach the offense. I'm not joking.
1: Um, the bowl game, I would imagine it would probably be Woodward. uh, But we'll find out today at noon.
2: I always hate that. Like. You know, if you get 3 weeks with the team, you can you can call the game.
1: I but the reason why I would be different on Woodward is because you kind of want him to be an offensive coordinator for you down the road, so like let's show us what you got, you know.
2: Yeah, and I'm okay with that. It's not like Cohen if let's say Cohen were to take the job today, it's not like he wouldn't be yeah, helping the game plan. It's not like he wouldn't be working with Woodward to 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 help, you know, his 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 fingerprints would be on it, even if they said they weren't.
1: Right, right, yeah, ex- I mean, you're exactly right. It, but the the difference would be that Cohen's terminology is completely different. It would take him a, like. Why waste his time learning how Rich did the terminology? Like, or do you just say screw it and put it in your offense? I don't know. I yeah, that that's an excellent question. I don't know.
2: Also, shout out to the state champions over the weekend, especially Bullet East. Yes,
1: Bullet East Beast. beast.
2: Woo. That uh, what a win! What a win for them! What a gutsy play call there to go for two, and congrats! That's that that was a major accomplishment. That's a that's a lot to be excited about. I know people in in that part of Bullitt County, all throughout Bullitt County, are going to be over the moon excited. So congrats to them.
1: Yeah, that, that was a, a thrilling ending. The Boyle County game, Tommy Ziesmer just getting in the backfield as the big lineman and carrying his team to a big win over Corbin. That was exciting. So, um, uh, And then we had a, a miss extra point in the Mayfield game. The, the The college goalposts are slimmer than the high school ones, and it just went wow. right off the upright. I mean, it's, it's brutal, br- brutal. Really, awesome. Really feeling it for that Mayfield community.
2: A shout-out to Troy for their conference championship. John Summerall, did
1: you, you see what they did from with the goalposts? I put them in the fountain. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I love it. absolutely love it. Uh,
2: sports are the best. Our ability to get Severe Wheeler the ball with three seconds left on the shot clock is incredible. I just wish it was a good thing. That was a funny text. Because they won't oh. find Wheeler because they know that that dude can get a shot up. And, again, I don't think I really blame Wheeler because he can get a desperation shot up. The other people can do it just the same, but they they do go out of their way to find Wheeler. Uh, and then he did it. turn around fadeaway at the end of the clock. I'll be quiet now.
1: Did you notice, too, the follow-through he had on that? Like, he normally – it looks like he normally like kind of shot puts it and short arms it. That was one of the best form-looking threes I've seen Xavier Wheeler take at Kentucky. Maybe he should try that four more often. Yeah, no more arch on the shot.
2: He had a couple of desperation shots. And uh, that three went in, and then that little turnaround went in. UK fans are going to watch the game regardless of what it's up against. I don't care if neutral fans are watching the NFL instead. I, and that was kind of, I thought the scheduling was bizarre because you do just want the average fan's eyeballs on games when you can get it. That being said, like, yeah, I, no doubt I was going to be watching the UK basketball game. I, You know, football, football got the secondary
1: TV. Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, is like, it was, also the, it was also up against the college football playoff in Bowl Selection Sunday. I mean, the scheduling, the timing uh, at the UK, like we talk about Kentucky basketball, men's basketball. Kentucky women were playing at the same time at one at Memorial Coliseum. There's no point in doing that. Why would you ever? They play yeah. six games at the same time as the men's team. And this all
2: this falls back on the athletic department, which was what yes. I was kind of tweeting about yesterday. But we'll, yes. we'll maybe get more time to tomorrow. We definitely will spend more time on the Thornton sex line. That is a promise. But we got to get out of here right on the dot now. We're not allowed to go long, and I, I understand it. But some days like today, you just wish you could do three we hours. We could have gone for four hours. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X roll roll Radio. Roll roll roll. Nick Rouse, Justin Kalin. Thank you, everybody, for texting. And really fun day, radio. We'll see you on TV.